Well, it's on days like today that I'm glad my mother taught me the word ufta. Man, it is bitter cold out there. A uh, very good day to stay inside and cuddle with a, a glass of hot chocolate or something. I was having a good day until I heard that first reading from Job. My goodness. But there is a purpose for these readings. Scripture does not avoid or sidestep the different states and feelings that you and I experience. Because we all know in our deepest honesty, there are days where we feel just like that. And the reason why Scripture gives us these examples is so that we can open these places within our heart to Jesus and allow them to be redeemed, to open them to grace. And so, how are you feeling today? How have you been feeling this past week? And what are the main thoughts that have been going through your minds and mine? Let's just take a moment to do something. The Holy Spirit in you and in me, how well the Holy Spirit knows us and knows exactly what we need in these places. Let's just take a moment to invite the Holy Spirit to bring the grace and the power of Christ. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, dear Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Amen. Amen. I want to take just a moment to welcome any visitors that may have come here this morning to join us. God bless you. We always love having you with us. And we hope that you'll come back and join us another time. Isn't this gospel beautiful? And I want to focus on the, the, the mother-in-law of Peter. She is confined to bed because of a fever. And then Jesus comes. She welcomes Jesus. And Jesus heals her and removes the fever and lifts her up and immediately, what does she do? She loves. She serves. She's now free to continue to participate in Christ's mission of mercy. There's another detail that we must take notice of as well. And that is, where does Jesus get the strength 
to fulfill the mission that the Father gave him? Where does he get the power to do what he did? And we see clearly in the gospel the reason. Jesus' life was firmly grounded on prayer. This is what kept him deeply connected to the Father and open and docile to the power of the Spirit. Prayer, mission of mercy. St. Peter's mother-in-law is a beautiful image of the church and a clear revelation of God's plan for this community of St. Peter. Prayer and mission. Prayer and mission. And that first detail is going to be extremely important for us, which means that it is going to be essential if we are going to participate in this mission, which is God's initiative. It is going to be essential that you and I and our whole community keeps at the core and center of our life Prayer, adoration, and worship. The prayers that you said this week already, praise God. God is going to use every single one of them. The holy hours of adoration that you have made before Jesus in the blessed sacrament that epicenter of grace that is going to be very important for this mission and our worship, this powerful way that we gather together and open ourselves to God and receive His grace and power. This is going to be essential for this mission. This is also why the Lord has given to us a vision. Do you remember the vision that God gave this parish several years ago? We've given out several copies over the years. If you've not gotten a copy, or if you're fairly new and you'd like one, be sure to call the office and get a copy. It's an eight-year vision. We began with a year of mercy and repentance, followed by two years on discipleship, and followed then by a year that was dedicated to the Mass and the gift of the Eucharist. And the Synod, which was a curveball I didn't see coming, is only delaying our launching into the next phase. Once we have completed the Synod, we are going to launch into the next vision years, which will be two years dedicated to marriage, family life, and friendship. And God's plan and vision for those relationships. And the first year of that vision, 
we are going to immerse ourselves together in what is called theology of the body. Some of you have already encountered this and studied it, but we're going to do this together as a community. This beautiful vision of God for love and how that love is lived out in marriage, family life, and friendship, and how the body is a sacrament in the way that it expresses and makes visible that love. And this vision is what is going to allow us to understand many of the difficult teachings of the church and the gospel around life, marriage, and human sexuality. This is why we are going to have to also be careful to address all the forms of brokenness that we see in us and around us in these three relationships and how Jesus brings hope and healing to these areas of brokenness. As we do this, the path and the door to mercy will be always clearly marked. And as a side note, it might be helpful for me to say something because some people have wondered this over the years. Father, why do you not talk much about the challenging, difficult teachings around life marriage, and human sexuality. Why? Let me share this with you to help you understand. First of all, I think we have to be very careful in not creating an expectation that the mass in a 10-minute homily is the best setting and place to deal with some of these issues that require much more in-depth, thorough discussion. But mainly what I'd like to say, God has given me a commission. I have a special anointing of the Lord on my life where God has called me to do the harder, more laborious work of laying foundations. Foundations over the last four decades that have been weakened. In some cases, they've not been laid and in other cases have been destroyed. I have a calling and a special gift to cultivate the soil of human hearts in such a way that prepares more and more Christians to be able to receive this beautiful teaching of the gospel and to embrace some of the challenging, difficult teachings and to be able to embrace the pain and the sacrifice of the conversion that it requires. 
And in this way, greater numbers of Christians, both the strong and the weak, can receive this gospel. This is why I am not an in-your-face preacher. I am not a shotgun priest who just blasts out the teaching of the church insensitive to the brokenness and the preparation that is often required. This way is more laborious, and yes, it takes longer. But we still reach the same goal. And so I'm not avoiding these challenging teachings And I am not afraid of preaching this gospel. But God has given me this commission. And as St. Paul said in his letter to the Corinthians, it is so that I may win greater numbers of Christians over to the gospel and that I might save more than just a few And then after that first year, we are going to talk about all the means that God offers and provides to strengthen marriage, family, and friendships. And then from there, we are going to enter two years of evangelization, mission, and outreach. We are not going to be a community turned in on itself. The reason why we are strengthening and laying these foundations is in order for the Lord to prepare us to be a community of missionary disciples where we are going to bring the gospel out into the community, into the world. This is why we are going to discern the gifts of the Holy Spirit that God has given to each one of us. And we are going to prepare to bring this message out. And if you are now imagining standing on a a street corner screaming at people, that's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) But you will know we're going we're gonna to do a lot during those two years where we are going to be fully engaged in this mission of mercy of Jesus Christ. So to end with a homework assignment, going back to St. Peter's mother-in-law who had the fever, is there anything in our Christian life that we are aware of right now. Areas of sin, areas of of wounds or brokenness that is keeping our Christian life in the state of someone who has a fever, a spiritual sickness. Let us ask the Holy Spirit to reveal that to us. Let's take it to prayer. Let's bring it to our hour of adoration. Let's bring it to the Mass and this encounter with Christ. Let's bring it to confession. 
Let's allow Jesus to continue to set us free so that we might be more ready to embark on this mission of mercy together. Amen.